This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. I entered the conservatory in 2007. I was actually studying under Professor Alvin Salenga. I had some friends under Sir Ruben. I think he's quite intimidating. He's a big person. And as young as I was, I was avoiding you know, more responsibilities or harder requirements. But I couldn't escape Sir Ruben, so as I went on, I studied some guitar subjects under Sir, like guitar ensemble, guitar arranging, and then starting there, it, it went on, <laughs> on and on. And on and on it did go. That was guitarist Rafael Ronquillo giving us a brief summary of how he met Professor Ruben Reyes, whose mentorship and even friendship extend far beyond the classroom and Ronquillo's university years. Maestro Ruben Reyes passed away last January. The vacuum left in the wake of so great a figure is certainly palpable, as is his legacy. On Maestro Filipino, we dedicate two programs to the memory and prodigious influence of Maestro Ruben, who shaped the character of guitar pedagogy and performance in the country. He would not have said so himself, But Rafael Ronquillo is certain that, without Ruben Reyes, the Philippine guitar community would look very different indeed. On part one of our tribute feature, we hear a recording of Ruben Reyes taken at a concert given by the Clarion Chamber Ensemble, of which he was a member. But first, Ronquillo looks back to his time as a student and performer under Maestro Ruben, and talks about the debt that their circle owes to him. Usually music exams are in front of a jury and the teacher can't be a jury to his own student. So when Sir Ben's students went in, he went out, I was out there we kind of talked about how my exam went and that's how I figured I wanted to learn more from Sir Ben. If you're on your early years and you don't understand the deeper musical things yet, all you hear about is just Sir Ben getting angry or being strict. So that, that's all you understand when you're not into the more serious years. But I think from what I experienced, I'm sure the other students would agree that the thing about Sir Ben is He immediately addresses what we believe now, like the most common mistake in learning how to play the guitar is actually learning how to play the guitar. Uh, I mean, your hands, the strings, and the guitar itself. But Sir Ruben pushes us to focus on the music and think about what's the intention of the composer, what's the context, what's happening in the piece. And he's very strict with that. There are times where his studio is so cold, actually. He turns the aircon up so cold. So I enter the studio. Before I even play, he would ask me, so what's happening in this piece? We spent like at least an hour talking about what's happening in the piece. I believe it was Hater Villalobos etude number one. After an hour, we had some points, discussed some points, and that's the only time he asked me to play. It was, I think, an hour and a half into the lesson. So my hands were frozen already from sitting in the cold room. 
But at some point, he'll notice that you're trying to do it and then you are doing it and then that's when he'll guide you. He'll become very comfortable. And then, you know, when you're done talking about the musical ideas, that's when he teaches you how to play the guitar, how to move your hands to play it according to what's in the piece. And so these lessons, they're about the music, the art, and how it reflects life, history, culture. That's how we learned, how he taught us about history and life as well. A lot of students thank her for not just the music lessons, but also the life lessons. He mentioned that his job was basically to connect what we learned in music theory, music history class, forms and analysis class, to playing the guitar. He would always used to say that your performance is only as good as your analysis. He instills a very good work ethic into his students, which I live by to this day. Looking back to 2006, 2007, I had a different goal in terms of performing. He makes it clear with you what your intentions are with performing. Why do you want to perform? Why do you want to play? So once everything is clear, everything else doesn't matter how cool my hand looks <laughs> or how impressive I am. Those things I used to think about when I was in high school, but they don't matter anymore. It's because of his approach to teaching that draws a lot of students to him. Because of that, he has ventured quite a lot of uh, our classical guitarists. How has he participated in the country's classical guitar tradition, and how has he influenced it? Uh, I think I'll start with his background in jazz. Being a bassist in a jazz band, he's more sensitive to some things than a regular classical music player would be. His experience as a bassist taught me a lot in interpreting classical music. He and Sir Angelito Alcawili, they organized the first international guitar festival by UST, which premiered a number of pieces. To expand the repertoire was very helpful because as a classical musician here, we all know that the acquisition of scores or the partituras is not that easy, especially if you're outside of Metro Manila or something. The guitar ensemble was one of his biggest influence. He pioneered ensemble playing with the UST Guitar Quartet with his students. I think the most hectic schedule we had was we had rehearsals three times a week at night. We'd start at seven and end at nine when the security guard would tell us to go. But if you ask everyone who attends it, no one there was forced to go by sir. Of course, we were all scared to say, sir, I, I can't attend today. But everyone wanted to play in an ensemble. When Sir Ben partnered with Adolfo Timuat, the luthier, he asked Adolfo to make uh, bass and alto guitars to expand the range of the guitar ensemble. From these arrangements, he elevated the level of you know, the repertoire of what the guitar could play. There was this foreigner, uh, he's a guitarist, he used to live here. And he mentioned to me when he attended festivals and guitar events here that Filipinos were really fond of guitar ensembles. Every event would have at least a quartet for specific areas, there would be ensembles. All the schools would have ensembles. So that's something I think, sir, had something to do with. 
he would always tell us, we should have no excuse for failure. We should have no reason to fail. He would elaborate for a bit that if you have the smallest, even the tiniest reason, you would use it and then you would fail. I think everything I mentioned earlier would boil down to that. The passing of, actually he wouldn't like this, but if I say his teachings, he would say, no, that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> he would say it's not his teachings. He doesn't like to be glorified like this. He wouldn't like this, but yes, his teachings or his method of teaching, uh, maybe that's a better way to put it, would multiply through his students. I think that would be an important legacy of Suruben, the repertoire of the guitar.
Guitarists Ruben Reyes and Manuel Carrera performing Astorpiet Sola's Suite for Two Guitars at a 2006 concert of the Clarion Chamber Ensemble. Today's guest was Ruben Reyes' former student, guitarist Rafael Ronquillo. Ronquillo also takes part in another tribute to Maestro Ruben from the Music Teachers Network Alliance Philippines, coming March 27. For more information on that event, visit facebook.com slash MTNA Philippines. Join us again next week for the second part of our own tribute with another of Ruben Reyes' students, Leo Nebrija. That's all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 4 in the afternoon, the following Monday, 12 midnight, and lastly the next Thursday at noon. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.